Welcome to the Financial Detox Podcast, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labram, certified financial planner and founder of Labram Wealth Management. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. And now he wants to empower you to do the same. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith every other week as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Welcome to Financial Detox. This is Jason Labram, and I'm your host. We are so glad to be with you here today, as almost always in studio with me is my man, co-host, Alex Klingensmith. What's up, Alex? I mean, almost always. It's always, isn't it? Even when I'm in Spain, I'm on the, I'm on the show. All right. As usual in studio <laughs> is okay. Alex Klingensmith, senior wealth advisor and all around good guy, co-host of Financial Detox. We're about to go back on the radio again. We're going on pretty, the radio. You love the radio. I have fun. It always gets me woken up and in a good mood. And not that I'm not mostly always in a good mood, but. So when you leave your house in the morning and go and you drop off your kids, right? Or do I you don't. Sometimes? Okay. No, not normally. Okay. But you come to work, you come to the office. Are you listening to what? Like music or? I go back and forth between CNBC, Fox News, and the highway. <laughs> okay. What's yeah. the highway? Country. Country. Serious. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's modern country, not the twangy stuff. Although they did play a really bad song right when I pulled in today. Do you listen to the financial news just to get excited about the media and get angry? Yeah, and fight, because it's just so ridiculous <laughs> that if I need content to talk about on a radio show, all I got to do is listen to CNBC for 20 seconds. I mean, it's entertaining and they have lots of information. Just I call it ridiculous not to badmouth CNBC because I'm not badmouthing CNBC, but it is virtually, in my opinion, after 21 years of doing this, it's completely and totally useless information. In fact, it's actually damaging. Most of the information that they say is damaging. What was bizarre to me is I heard on the radio during market volatility last week, I jumped out. It was like an hour before close. I was going to a meeting or something and I had CNBC on and and uh, one of the gals on the show is like, we are going commercial free because we know that whatever happens right now is totally going to affect you and your money and your life. Folks, we are going commercial free. Okay. Oh my gosh. Now the Dow is down 700. We have a, it is, that's confirmed. It is down 700 points right now. We, we got to get a, we're going to have, okay. We have a special guest on the show right now. The market is down 700 points. Oh, now we're down eight. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're only down 400 points. Seems to be pairing losses. The market is in a free fall. We are going commercial free to try and help. And I'm just thinking to myself, who in the world, (laughs) who in the world is investing to the minute or to the day or to the week or even the month? It's just ridiculous. Is that how you announce your kids' football games, by the way? Yeah. Aren't you announcing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's Xavier St. John and he breaks loose. He's going down the sideline. Oh no, boy, he's going to go all the way. I don't know if our listeners knew that about you. You're actually a, a semi-professional like flag football announcer, now, right? Or is yeah. this tackle or, or it's flag? It's tackle football. It's Pop Warner. Okay. I do the home games. It's a volunteer position, which I got <laughs> told to do. Told to do by who? Your wife? No, by Did Allison the, um, ask you to... By the team mom. The team mom. You don't want to mess with the me. team mom. No, she's legit. Yeah, you don't want to mess with her. So... 
That's so your boys, that's your boys are playing tackle and flag, though, right? They are. What's been more fun to coach for? Are you coaching? Are I you coach both? flag. Okay. And I announce tackle, and I love coaching flag football. It is awesome. Yeah. And I just have the cutest little dudes. They're just awesome. They're all just so hyper and fun. Like you, you coach soccer. I coach soccer, yeah. But it's young girl soccer. It's under 10 <laughs> soccer in the galaxy and then under seven soccer. I want to see the under seven game. That's got to be. They're really good. What? My under 10 team, I'm having a really, we're, we have not won a game yet. Could your under and, uh, 17 beat your under 10 team? <sighs> you should have a scrimmage, no, dude. Why wouldn't you can't. scrimmage them? The, the two against each other. Yes. Because it's kind of like how our under 10 team feels right now going out on the field and playing. Because under 10, there's a gap of three years. There's a, you have seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and nine-year-olds, right? Right. So second, third, and fourth graders. That's a big range, especially for girls, because the girls are growing maybe even faster than well, the boys. Oh, well, yeah. But so you got a fourth grade girl going up against a second grade girl and she's going to dominate. So our team is, there's 12 girls on our team, on the under 10 team, and right. eight of them are second graders. Whoa. So I didn't even realize this until two games ago when we lost 7-0. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Am I a terrible coach? Like, I'm like, what did I yeah. do? I couldn't, all weekend, it really stayed so with me. you didn't know how old the kids on your team were? Good job, I Alex. don't think about it. No, they're, I know them all. <laughs> they're cool. I love them. They're so fun. But anyways, it's really fun to do. And and you coaching, you get you same thing. It is hard not to win, though, for me at all. Like, that's tough. Well, I'm okay if we don't win as long as we play decent and the boys are engaged and they're paying attention and we give it a good run. What disturbs me is when they're just not doing well. And yeah, it hurts. I have a hard time on Friday nights if I lose football. I'm, I'm Does it ruin your Saturday? <laughs> Ruins Friday night. I'm good by Saturday. <laughs> but oh, Friday man. night's pretty much smoked. Yeah. But you know what's so funny is they don't even care. No, like, they, they don't. don't even. They're the in next the car. Practice, they we're forget. driving out of the park. No, next practice. We're leaving the field, take a total beating, and we're driving out, and they're like hanging out the window. Later, buddy. See ya. Jaya. Hey, are we going to cross pizza? I love yeah. that. They and focus I'm like, on what they can control. <laughs> Allie's like rubbing my hand, going, it's okay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. That's funny. For self-reflection. No, that's awesome, man. Kids sports is great. I just got roped into coaching basketball, too. So now I'm coaching. Do you know how to play basketball? Yeah, man. I played high school basketball. Was, oh. Yeah. Point guard. I can dribble. Okay. My dad used to make me when I was a kid. And so now I've already started this for my team that I'm going to, I actually have to email them today, but I had to dribble with goggles. They're called basketball dribble goggles. And if your kid's playing basketball, by the way, get him these goggles because it will change. Like to swim with goggles? No, no. They just have a little piece that comes out underneath your eyes so you can't look down. So you learn to dribble uh. without looking at the ball. And if you've ever noticed good basketball players and all professional or college or high school, you don't look down. The problem with kids is they look down and then somebody steals a ball. They don't know who to pass to. They can't see the basket. They yeah. don't even know where they are on the court. So if they can learn to dribble while looking up, and my dad used to make me dribble with those bad boys on for a couple hours at a time. And so I learned how to dribble really well. Never even seen those before. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah, they're great. They're the best. For There's a tip of the day on financial detox. Tip of the day is get your kid dribble goggles for basketball and he or she will learn how to dribble without looking down and they will be, it will just be awesome. That's cool. The last thing they need is a weighted basketball. It's a little bit heavy. heavier. So three times heavier than a normal ball. And you sit and shoot one-handed shots getting proper form. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, then they get a real basketball and they quit doing the double-handed throw and they start shooting it, getting some arc and they start making baskets. You are in coaching mode right now, huh? Let's go. I love it. Is the next career yeah. move? Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> if I could coach, yeah. I would love that. It's volunteer at this age. I, I need so. to get paid know. though. Right. But my flag football team, my one-two team, the parents came up last night and said, hey, are you doing spring? And I said, I don't know about that. 
And he said, we'll pay you. Really? <laughs> I'm all, I'm all like, I don't think I can accept compensation for co- <laughs> probably not coaching one, two flag football. That's that was funny. funny. All right. Anyway, there you go. Here we are. Financial detox. What about financial detox? What is this show? Here we are trying to help people make better decisions, help people avoid and steer clear of toxic advice so that you can achieve financial independence and manage your wealth for maximum impact. What is that maximum impact? How do you maximize your financial life? Everybody has their own unique individual financial life. You have your own unique assets and liabilities and situation, but how do you maximize that to achieve your best financial life? And we think as advisors, we can help by bucking the trend of what has normally happened in an advisor-client relationship in our industry, by being unbelievably transparent, by having complete and full disclosure, by being totally independent and not working off of a broker-dealer platform, by being a true RIA, independent fiduciary for our clients, where we can find whatever the best solution in the world for our clients are. In the last month, we have had very deep, entrenched meetings with BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, Wisdom Tree, seeking out whatever investments we believe through the collective knowledge of our team, roughly 250 years of experience. What is the very best thing for our solutions? We have no product platform. We don't get paid to sell any one particular product over another product. And I think it is the way of the future and it's already taking hold if you look at the flows of assets, but how to get people quality advice because not all financial advice is created equal. I think it also in our our mission to help people get a better experience through all this, not just with their growth of their investments, but also with their ability to spend time where they really want to spend their time. Last week was a really good reminder of why it's important to have a philosophy. Yes. An investment philosophy. Like why do you invest the way that you do? Or why you should always question it, but not question it because of what's happening that day in the market or the media but question it to make sure there's not something better to solve for the philosophy, right? Make sure that you have the right discipline, investment, philosophy. Uh, A couple quotes, I don't know if it was Warren Buffett or if it was uh, somebody else said, the most important thing about an investment philosophy is that you have one. That would be DFA, Booth. Booth. Booth said that. And it's not about what stock is right today. It's about what is my philosophy for how I'm going to be rewarded for deploying my capital into investments. And how am I going to react when the Dow Jones is down by, what'd you say, 700, 800, 450? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that we were off 10 or so percent, you know, if you look at the markets and more than 10, I think we went off 12%. If you don't have a philosophy, what happens is the emotions take over and the headlines and the sensationalized media takes over mm-hmm. and you start to make changes or you start to have reactions and it destroys you. It will destroy your returns. 21 years of doing this, I know that the clients who stick to an investment philosophy, the people I know with wealth throughout my 20 years, the ones who do well are the ones who have a philosophy and stick to it. The ones who are still struggling in their 50s and in their 60s and sometimes in their 70s because they are still chasing the golden goose. They don't have an investment philosophy. They change based upon the wind and based upon the news and the headlines. Let's be more specific about what we mean by philosophy because that's a big word. It's fancy. It's like Socrates, you know, like philosophizing about... I mean, so our philosophy is that capitalism is good. It prevails. 
Right. We believe that companies are going to continue to create products and services and they're going to sell those products and services for a profit for as long as anyone on this earth lives today. I mean, you can think back to as long as we've been around and as long as our grandparents have been around and companies and people have created products and services. And capitalism is really, I think, still in its infancy from a global perspective. Because if you look at the world outside of our bubble, within a bubble of a bubble here in Southern California and outside of the United States and even outside of Europe, you look at major, huge civilizations and populations of people who are now, because of the internet and other things, are becoming more modern societies and starting to see the benefits of capitalism, where when I go on Kiva, I can lend money to a gal in Kenya who's making shoes. I can lend her $5. That allows her to make 12 pairs of shoes. She pays me back $6 and she makes, you know, $8 off of selling the shoes. I'm actually can lend people money in foreign developing countries where to them, a $10 loan is a big deal. A $20 loan is a huge deal. And they can actually create businesses. They can do things with their talents and skills. And that's the beauty of capitalism is that if we allow free market capitalism to work, it is the best path to prosperity for all. Thank you, Kudlow. But what happens, that can go political too. You know, If you try to interact and try to manipulate and control capitalism, you can hurt it, I think. So we believe in capitalism. Yeah. So that means that we buy into buying stocks and bonds, which are how you access capitalism as an investor, right? One of the ways, sure, you could buy private stocks or private equity. You could buy real estate. You could do a lot of things. But yeah, the thing that's so great about stocks and bonds is that it's regulated. It's transparent. It is a very efficient and clean safe way to deploy money into, and I don't mean safe by your money can't go up and down. It's safe in that you pretty much buy something, you know what you're getting. There's tons of reporting, transparency, regulation. It's clean, right? You can get what you think. There's a market for it. That's why they call it the market because there's a marketplace where there's millions of people, tens of millions of people that all come together to agree on the price. And so we believe in buying stocks and bonds. We do it really, I think we do it really well. It's my opinion on that. We spent a lot of time on it. And then here's the, where the philosophy comes into play, I think, really important. Things like last week, whatever caused last week, you know, Trump and the Fed, interest rates, trade wars, whatever it is, we don't change the way that we access that capital in quick moves because of what's going on or what we think is going to happen next. No, we don't, which a lot of advisors do. And a lot of people do, so, investors. So here's not a philosophy. And then we'll talk about, let's say, what is not an investment philosophy? And then we'll say, what is, right? That's good. That's a good. It's like a game. Right. So <laughs> what is not an investment philosophy is when your financial advisor has a wholesaler come into their office and offer them to go play golf at Aviara. And the wholesaler goes and plays golf with the financial advisor at Aviara, gives them a golf balls and buys them lunch and buys them some nice drinks after and says, hey, I got this really good mutual fund. This thing's been a top performer. It's killing it. It's the number one performer in its asset class. And then that advisor starts selling that the next day to his clients because of what? That is absent of a philosophy. The other thing is uh, lack of investment philosophy would be, you know, I'm buying individual stocks. I'm going to try and pick individual stocks that are the best performers. And then the next week I have some ETFs in the portfolio. And then the next week I have mutual funds in the portfolio and individual stocks. It's like, there's no philosophy there. What is the 
underpinnings of how you access the markets? What is the way in which you deploy money into the markets? This is just stuff we see all the time, right? Timing the market is an interesting one. You know, there could be actually, you could have a philosophy that you is, you time the market and you would have parameters around that. It probably won't work. History suggests that it will That's a big work. one right now. People are talking a lot about timing the market, right? Momentum is another kind of a gateway. <laughs> I almost said gateway drug. It's a gateway conversation into. <laughs> it is a gateway drug because trying to time the market is a drug. It's an addiction that it's like gambling, right? It's this feeling that we solve as human beings to try and get an edge and try and feel better and make ourselves feel better about ourselves because we're smart or we pick the right stock or we pick the right fund. And it's for the most part a fool's errand, right? You can get lucky and it can work really well. And look, you can buy individual stocks. As long as you're properly diversified, you'll probably do fine, right? We just think our philosophy is that we believe capitalization exists around the globe. And what that means is that companies are selling products and services around the globe. That's capitalization, right? So what's the value of what they sell? What's the capitalization of that? So we believe that Companies are selling, or we know that companies are selling things around the world, products and services. We want to own a representative percentage around the globe of where goods and services are being sold. And then we want to have our portfolio focused on factors or tilts that drive the best returns over long periods of time. And we want to do that in a way where we can with the least amount of cost, the least amount of taxes get deployed into a portfolio that delivers a target rate of return that matches the client's financial plan, that matches their ability to withstand volatility. And then we want to stick to that. We want to rebalance it, trim profits when things do really well, add to things that we know will work over time, but are temporarily out of favor. And it's very hard to do because it's not a lot of fun. It can be fun. I think it's fun. But it's not as sensationally exciting, I think, is what you mean by fun. It's not like you're going to come in one day. It's not like going to Vegas and gambling. No. It's fun. And it's not like clients come in and they're like, oh, man, I'm up 100%. How did you do that? If that ever happened in one of our meetings, I don't know how I would explain it. You would explain it by we have a really bad portfolio and we got lucky. We got really lucky. But you know what's crazy? Talk about news. Yep. Well, this ties into what you have in front of you, actually, when you think about the market timing part, right? Right. So timing the market right now is coming up a lot because there's a lot of people that were thinking it's the top. And then last week, they're like, oh man, it was the top the week before. So I need to think about how to do this because it's been the longest bull market ever. I keep hearing that. Yeah, but it's wrong. You told me it was wrong today. I want to pause for just one second because we have a couple of great people that help us make this show possible. They're the kind of people we like and trust. And so we want you to know who they are. Hi, this is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox. One of our partners, J.R. Phillips at the J.R. Phillips Group, is the man who can help you with real estate. He's your local North County source for all things real estate. For over 13 years, he's built a business built on trust and referrals where the client always comes first and comes before the commissions. You can check out J.R. Phillips online at thejrphillipsgroup.com. That's thejrphillipsgroup.com. Or give J.R. a call at 866 883 6065. Once again, that's 866-883-6065. 
Hello. Hey, it's Mark Robertson from Caliber Home Loans. If you're like a lot of my clients, you probably have been led on into a mortgage by a super low rate that didn't exist. I've been doing loans here in San Diego since 2001, and I differentiate myself by giving everybody a, a straight story from the very beginning. If you're somebody who appreciates a very transparent approach and you don't want the smoke and mirrors that comes with the mortgage industry, I'm your guy. You can reach me at 858-401-9353. Again, it's 858 yeah, it's wrong. And I mean, I heard it yesterday, you know, like here we are in the longest bull market that we've had in the history of investing, but I'm holding right now a history of U.S. bear and bull markets since 1926. By the way, if you want this, you can always give us a call. The Financial Detox team at Labor and Wealth Management, 877-707-8889. Or you can send an email to Jason at Financial Detox. We'll give you a copy of this. But this chart in front of me illustrates the performance of the S&P 500 index throughout U.S. bull and bear markets from 1926 through the end of 2017. And of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results. But we believe looking at the history of the markets, expansions and recessions helps us gain a fresh perspective on the benefits of investing over the long term. So here we go. This is some important facts. This is newsworthy because last week we had the news and every day we have the news telling us we're in the longest bull market ever. We have people telling us they're going commercial free because what happens today is going to affect you and your money. No, it's not. What happens today is not going to affect you and your money unless you let it by making some stupid decision and start trading your portfolio. Okay. What is going to matter is that you have this knowledge and this information that we're imparting upon you right now. The average bull market period lasted nine years. So the average bull market period since 1926 has lasted nine years with an average cumulative total return of 480%. That's amazing. The average bear market lasted 1.4 years with a cumulative loss of 41%. So just by that, I want to ask a question. The average bull market is nine years with 480% up. The average bear market is 1.4 years with down 41%. Does it make sense to try and get out of the bear markets? Does it make sense to risk being out of a bull market in order to try and miss a bear market when bear markets are one eighth of the time? They're one eighth of the downside. There are 1.4 years in a bear market versus nine of a bull. They're 41% down versus 480% up. Does it make sense to try and even time the market? Is it even a good philosophy if you could do it? I would argue, obviously, no. And I've heard a lot of arguments for yes in the past couple of weeks because there's very smart people that are trying to protect themselves. That's really all it is. It's emotional fear. It's fear. It's fear of being hurt. Even though you know that the hurt is going to go away and it's going to be okay, it's just like when you fall down and skin your knee, you know, you're like, that hurt. So you don't want to fall down and skin your knee. So you well, try to not, right? But you know, so what about this? I mean, it's like we're talking about in this example we just gave a hundred percent equity portfolio. Yeah. So it's exposed to, you know, a down year of 40 plus percent. Yeah. It's exposed to an up year of plus 50 percent. Great. You can have big down and big up. But if you're diversified and you own thousands of the best companies around, I'd say the world or even in the US that are creating goods and services and you own thousands, is there really risk 
in your portfolio? Is there risk if you define risk like poof, my money's gone, darn it, this did not work, I lost everything? Because you hear commercials, again, back to the media, and please forgive me if I go into my imitated voices, but you hear commercials all the time on the radio, which will say, don't lose your money again like 2008. Did you lose 50% of your money? You don't need to lose your money in the market. Well, you never lost your money if you were invested and stayed invested. You did not lose anything. Now, if you owned one individual stock or two and you were concentrated and you had a terrible portfolio, well, then certainly you could lose everything. But if you, again, have thousands of positions totally diversified with all the greatest companies in the United States or across the world even better, is there really risk of total loss? Only if capitalism fails. Only if the whole economic financial system that the entire universe as we know it, world, is built on disappears. So I would say that it probably won't happen. Anything could, right? I can't be on the radio saying that that will never happen because who knows, you know, the Armageddon is coming. But will it matter if Armageddon happens? Well, we'll have to find new jobs at that point if capitalism does fail. Not only capitalism, you're talking about the entire economic system. Yeah. All markets, flow of money, capitalism is all gone in a single fell swoop or over a year or two. I would submit that nobody listening to this or on this show believes that could happen. No. So why is everybody saying that we're in the longest bull market ever when if I look back, we had a 13.9 year bull market that started right after the crash of the 30s, the Great Depression, and it went up 815% with an average annual return of 17. That was a 13 year. So far, we're in a just shy of a, we're about 9.5 years and we've gone up 300 and almost 400% cumulative with an average return of 18. But there's another, we had a, then a short bear market in about the, what year was that? Probably 47-ish. And then we go into a 15-year bull market that was 935% total return. Then we have a six-year, a two-year, but then we go back to a 12-year bull market in the late 70s and early 80s. Then we have another 12.8-year bull market in the late 80s and through the 90s. So why at nine and a half years is the media and people telling us that this is the longest bull market in history? It is not the longest bull market in history. This thing could go for several more years. Also, that's just one market too. That's only one index. That's one index, right? Versus this thing could go for several more years or it could turn around tomorrow. But the point is the bear markets are limited. The bull markets are more grandiose. And if you stay invested over time, you get to enjoy the benefits of the markets versus suffering. And volatility, by the way, last thing I want to say, Alex, I know you got some good stuff to say too. The last thing is volatility is normal. It is natural. Markets are supposed to go up and down. They do this because as they process more information and new news, they make adjustments based upon the potential volatility and risks that are on the horizon. So every bit of new information should make the markets be more volatile. They are volatile. It's supposed to be. That's why you get paid for being invested in the markets, right? That's why you get paid. In fact, over the average, going clear back to the 80s, we can see that the average volatility in a calendar year is something like 10 or 15%. There's multiple times, and almost every year, the market goes down at least 10%. 
at some point, almost every single year. But then goes back up in the same calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. But 70% of the years end up positive. So you can play the game that the media is playing and sensationalizing everything that's going on. You can make emotional reactions or you can develop a process and a philosophy and a discipline that's going to deploy your capital in the best way, best shape, most tax efficient, low cost, rebalanced strategically around tolerance bands, the things that we do rebalance when things get too big and bring it all back together. And you'll do wildly, you'll do extremely well. Anyway, that was a big diatribe. It's good. Is that a diatribe? Is that the right word? I don't know. That sounds good though. Let's call it that. Yeah. All I wanted to say earlier was we forgot to announce that we have a webinar, two webinars coming up. Yeah. Cause we're wrapping up here. So webinar, we're going to do a webinar when? Well, we have a November 14th. So that's a Tuesday, I believe. Yes. November 14th. And you can see all this on our website, financialdetox.com. Yep. Click exactly. on events and, and you can register for the webinar right there. That's right. Register for the webinar. You get all the information, the call in information, the screen share information. It's 1130 AM. Then we'll have another one in December on December 12th. Yes. Right. At 1230 PM. So 1130 AM on the 14th of November. And then uh, December 12th at 12.30 p.m. And what is going to be on that webinar? What are you going to talk about? I never know what you're going to talk about exactly. It's uh, always- You know what we're <laughs> going to do is we're going to go through some really critical components and help you identify how you can steer clear of toxic financial advice, mm-hmm. steer clear of toxic financial advice, how you can personally achieve financial independence. That means you can live off of your money because you have enough money. And you can manage your wealth for the maximum personal impact for you. That's what we're going to go over. And it's going to be an introduction to our financial detox concept. And it'll get you enough information. You'll be dangerous. And if you want more, we can help you. Or you can attend one of our more comprehensive workshops that are going to come up next year. Yeah. We love those big live events. We've done a few this year, yeah. but we've got, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going Expansion on. Expansion in Carlsbad. We're expanding. Congratulations on that. our square footage to you too. It's going to be awesome. We're uh, right here in the Bressy Ranch area off of Innovation Way. In fact, we're going to have our own recording studio. It's going to be so fun. So you'll have to stop by and see us. We would invite you to come on and ask a question on air. Come in the studio. Watch us do the show, have coffee, donuts, whatever, you know. Got our Thanksgiving pie event coming up. That's one of our favorite ones, right? Thanksgiving pie event. Other exciting things too, which we can't mention yet, but other exciting things happening. Yes. That involve expansion Secret and surprise adding stuff. wonderful talent to our team. So all that's going on. We do want to talk. Do we have enough time to hit the strategy? Yeah, real we... quick, real quick. Every week, every show, we want to give a little thing that you can actually go and and look at your situation, see if it helps you with a, a small thing you might not already know about, maybe. Yeah. Going to hit it? Qualified charitable distributions. We talked about this a little bit on right. a previous show, but I think it came up because you had a client and we were at a baseball game. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. And so RMDs, if you're over, you know, once you hit 70, 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out of your qualified accounts, your IRAs, 401ks, right? And so one of the things that's really cool is if you're already charitably inclined or if you're thinking about becoming charitably inclined, you can actually directly donate your RMD or a portion of your RMD, if you don't want to give all of it away, to a 501c3, right? A charity. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Because you want to be, you want to help the charity. Right. You want to do something good and help society and, and give back to some organization that's doing something that, you know, is good for the community. Right. And then maybe you want the tax break too. <laughs> right. It's nice though, because if you take the RMD, you pay ordinary income tax on that. Yeah. And then if you later give it to a charitable organization, you then later take the deduction. Mm-hmm. But you can eliminate all that tax by giving that money to charity if you're charitably inclined anyway. 
So my grandma, for years and years and years, my grandparents donate a lot of money in it out of their bank accounts. So they like write checks, right? Which is what you do. And then I don't know, a few years ago, I brought it up to their CPA and I said, Hey, why don't we use it? Cause they have RMDs, like most people I said, why, why don't we just do it that way? Cause, or, and also the other thing, it's not on our tip, but you can donate a highly appreciated stock. Yes. It's not sure. in your retirement account. Yeah. And all those things are really, you're, you're still giving back the same amount of money you were going to give anyway. Why not get a tax break for it? Right. Yeah. You're giving the money anyway, get the tax break. And if you don't know, well, who do I give it to? How do I know a good charity versus a bad charity? We can help you with that. Yeah. We actually work with a lot of charities here locally and can give you some direction. I'm on the board of directors at the Boys and Girls Club of Carlsbad. Phenomenal organization. I know you're on the Rotary. Carlsbad High Noon Rotary Club. Carlsbad High Noon Rotary is out there doing great things in the community. And so if you're looking for a place to deploy that capital in a charitable way, and I think when I'm deploying my money to a charity, I want to know that it's not just being wasted and paying for a bunch of big salaries within an organization. And so maybe you're interested in that too. And so you can piggyback on some of the due diligence we've done and finding charities that have very good cost to benefit ratios where they just don't have a lot of high expenses. Yeah. Expenses. Or some of them have no expenses at all, no overhead, which is all really cool. You can see the project that you helped fund. You know, there's, Really cool stuff. So email us, jason at financialdetox.com and we can give you more language around how this works and you know the way to actually implement and execute this qualified charitable distribution strategy. Yeah, there you go. So we've got a couple of webinars coming up. It's going to be fun. We're going to do some financial detox webinars, help you get organized and steer clear of toxic financial advice, manage your wealth for maximum impact for you and your family. And, you know, we went through a bunch of stuff today, talked about the bull markets versus bear markets. This is probably not the longest bull market we've ever had. Don't get taken off by the media. Don't let their sensationalism distract you from a core investment philosophy. And if you have an advisor who doesn't have a philosophy or seems to be floating with the wind, then you may want to consider getting a second opinion on that portfolio. We are happy to do what we call our portfolio challenge which we take a look at your current structure and portfolio, uncover if there is a philosophy in there or let you know if there doesn't appear to be one, compare it to what we would do for you. And if we can't show you significant and measurable improvement, we're going to give you $100 to go out to dinner with your spouse or your friend and enjoy yourself. And uh, that's just for your trouble. We haven't had to give a lot of those away because most of the time we're able to find significant improvement in how people have constructed their portfolio with or without an advisor. So you got nothing to lose by taking us up on that. We'd love you to, to do that. And I think that's about it for today. We're going to make it a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Financial Detox. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, sharing our information and a uh, couple hundred years of combined knowledge on our team with you. I'm Jason Labram, your host, and Alex Klingensmith. Until next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Financial Detox team at Labrum Wealth Management and get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Labrum Wealth Management. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889 and get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be automatically notified about upcoming podcasts. Thanks again for being part of our community and for taking one more step toward financial peace of mind. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. 
Mr. Labram and Labram Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this podcast and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 